0: Welcome to my beauty fuel food by JJ, a yoga and wellness expert from New York, living in Paris. JJ seeks out creatives and entrepreneurs who exemplify a vision of how to live a good life. Welcome to our very high vibrational lifestyle. So this afternoon, I have the great pleasure to be here with Danielle Copperman, who is a woman who is one that inspires me very much in wellness. She's a podcaster. She's You seem to be a woman of many talents. So, Danielle, do you think that you could describe yourself?
1: Yeah, I'll try my best to do it concisely. It's really hard to always, like, put myself into one box. But, um, yeah, I, I basically started my career as a model when I was super young. I was about 15. And then I moved to London from my family home in the countryside. And in doing so, I got really interested in... Health and fitness and well being and holistic living, just kind of in my own journey of discovering how it felt to cook for myself and choose, make like healthy decisions and stuff like that. And so I got like thrown in kind of at the deep end in navigating life, living alone from quite a young age, and was just like really interested instantly in well-being and eating well and and understanding my body more so ever since then it's been a really authentic journey and just kind of discovering a lot and everything i can about wellness and the body and the mind and like picking and choosing things that i enjoy and that work for me and kind of developing this really unique way of living and in turn sharing it with others and inspiring others to kind of live a similar lifestyle too.
0: One thing I think that's really interesting is that you started as a model and I didn't know that. Um, my mom's a stylist you know I know the world of, of modeling and and I also worked in fashion and I think that it's it's quite interesting and quite profound that you found yourself in wellness because while models now I feel like are more interested in wellness and sports and and eating well and and not just eating to, you know, be skinny. How, what was your journey to to making wellness a part of your life? And how did it play a part as a model?
1: Yeah, I would say that modeling was the catalyst for everything, really, because, yeah, I was just living in London with a couple of girls I'd never met and was obviously I liked cooking when I was younger at home, but I was never really making cons- conscious decisions like supermarket shopping and stuff like that so I just kind of yeah I just found it kind of difficult to navigate like the supermarket aisles to find a food that actually made me feel good and it was that that kind of I mean the initial catalyst was my agency at the time just the pressure of the job and the nature of the job to always look and act well and stay in sort of line with the sample sizes you know this was like 10 years ago and yeah I think it was it was that they were the ones that suggested I started getting a personal trainer and I'd never been to the gym before in my life and then it was just like shopping and food shopping for myself and making the right decisions when it came to like how I was nourishing my body and I just was really shocked at the way that supermarkets are allowed to like They get away with selling us stuff that's not even food and it really annoys me still now but at the time i was just like if it's on the shelf it must be good for me i was super naive and but i think that is such an easy default for most people um and for me the the main thing was like my granola so i was eating like a really bad brand of granola. And I was eating it like breakfast, lunch, as a snack, then for dinner, like as a dessert. I th- I was like, it's so healthy. Granola is so healthy. It was like all over the news at this point. And then I started discovering more about like gluten and sugar. And this was when fats were being appreciated much more and sugar was becoming like, you know, the bad. Um, it was like kind of a trend at the time. It was just shocking to me that we're told that things are so healthy. And I think it's, it's just that so much of the food we can buy and we have access to is, is built by big businesses. And at the end of the day, it's just built on money and the growth of these mainstream corporations. And that was the sort of thing that as well as my health, and trying to feel good and stick to a, a sample size and um, do well in my career, it was this side emotion, and I guess attached to it as well as like, I was just like, my my mind was blown and it just triggered like a lifetime of research and education for me, I think.
0: I love that. And I think it's so interesting what you said about supermarkets, because I think one thing that's been the most interesting to me is, um, uh, and, and I'm sure for you as well, I mean, maybe less because, you know, if I'm not mistaken, you're British, so you're from England. Um, and I'm American. So coming here, you know, you have this vision that French people eat so well, and everything is such great quality. And there are people that eat really well. And there is access to really, really great food. But if you go to one of the big supermarkets, and you look, I mean, I do this, just because I'm so fascinated by it. And I'll sometimes see the person in front of me, and what they're buying for the week. And it's all it's as you said it's not real food so you started so after you know so you were a model and then um and then you started um a blog and this is kind of when it all began right
1: yeah and initially it was just it was like a tumblr you didn't even really have like squarespace i don't think back then and um i was just writing things down that i was learning and so some of this blog was just like really basic articles with no pictures and then some of them were like recipes with things I was I was making with new ingredients that I'd never even heard of before just kind of a way to like save my research and recipes that I'd tried and I think I was just really lucky as well to be in London then um, and have access to like amazing stores and ingredients that I never really they were never on the table around my family home really um so it was just a lot of discovery and I think I enjoyed it and I had spare time as a model obviously like on the weekends I would just be like kind of experimenting in the kitchen with my flatmates so that was kind of a luxury but yeah I just I really used that time to like Discover things that would actually make me feel good and like a way of life that I wasn't used to, and I was trying to figure out why it wasn't the norm.
0: How did you go from living in London and being a model to now still, you know, working in that field, but moving to France and living in the countryside? um, Was it a personal choice?
1: Yeah, so I still model on the side a little bit, but what happened was I started the blog and then I ended up setting up a business called called Quinoa which is a quinoa based granola and like I was saying about the granola that I was eating I just found I found out all the things that were wrong with it and I was like okay I need to make this myself because it's pretty much the only way I can make sure it's going to be really healthy and easy to digest and energizing and there was nothing on the market that I could that I could enjoy and that I felt really like worked for me so I, I ended up doing that after I started my blog. And alongside that, I got a book deal off the back of the blog. So I wrote a cookbook and a book based on kind of rituals as well um, for wellbeing as I kind of went through my journey of discovering all these new things and trying loads of different things. And that's kind of, it just kind of took over and modeling began to kind of die down just because my focus was way more on like lifestyle and well-being and also helping others so yeah I kind of juggle all of that and to answer your question about being in France it's kind of COVID (laughs) to be honest Um, I was planning to be somewhere in Europe I kind of felt like I wanted to move somewhere in Europe for like six months on my own or something just to get out of the big city because it wasn't really for me like I love so many things about London but the lifestyle I was trying all these wellness rituals and I was eating all the best wellness food you could get in England is all in London but I wasn't feeling that like I felt able to manage my stress levels and I felt really detached from nature and I just knew that on all the retreats i was trying and the other things i was doing and wellness i felt so much better and as soon as i got home i just really struggled to find the same kind of stillness and well-being and so it was kind of a a dream of mine to just go and live somewhere and like near the sea for a bit and just kind of reconnect and working for myself it's it's the luxury again that i can do that but then i met my boyfriend and he's french and We were thinking of moving out into the countryside in England just before COVID and then when it hit, we had to move out of our flat in the middle of the first lockdown. And we ended up just coming back to France as like the easiest option, which wasn't that easy because we ended up driving to and from England and France to move our entire flat within like two days. Um, But then we made it here and we stayed with family here. And We've been here ever since. It's been like a year this month.
0: It's so crazy to think that, you know, all the beginning, all of this uh, has been a year ago now. And um, I know that you've also, you have a podcast um, and it seems quite natural, actually, that you started a podcast being that, you know, you are, have been a storyteller um, since the start of your blog. What inspired your podcast?
1: So again, it's kind of like an extension of my blog and my book, but I felt like I love Instagram for so many reasons, but I felt like it was kind of difficult for me to find a way to share the kind of things that I that I wanted to share, like rituals and meditation on such a busy and kind of like fast paced, noisy platform. So I felt like I wanted to do more videos or something like that. And then I always felt like having myself on like on videos doing meditations it didn't really it wasn't really necessary so i started looking into audio and i was like i'd always thought about doing a podcast but i felt like it was again quite saturated and then i just a friend of mine was encouraging me as i started doing some like live interviews on my instagram and it just felt like a really natural progression and for me it's like so nice that i can use my voice in a way that i feel i can connect with people so much more and share in so much more depth on some of the topics that i am passionate about and i feel like i struggled to kind of do that consistent consistently on instagram so it's so nice for me to go much more into detail on some of the topics as well as sharing rituals on the podcast that people can use again and again and so it's called the process and the main idea is is that it's life is a process and we're all a work in progress and I think in well-being if there's one thing I've learned that's really stuck out is that people in general want like a, a quick fix for everything it started with food we want like a quick fix to lose weight or to feel good or to energize but then I started noticing it also with like mindfulness and and we all kind of want this like quick meditation that will change our lives and we don't expect that it's going to take like a life long commitment to kind of practice regularly in order to consistently feel good and so the process the kind of idea about uh, the, the, the idea around it is to embrace that life is a process and we're always changing and so is everything around us and that there are tools that you can use to help you trust the process and enjoy the process rather than being so stuck on an end point or a destination or an achievement or a goal and just develop a practice and find a selection of tools that really work for you that can support you like throughout your entire life and so through doing through doing the, po- the podcast I share rituals like that but then I also interview people who have really like added to my journey and inspired me or who are doing inspiring work or who offer like alternative methodologies or modalities and rituals and ideas. So I've learned so much and I've kind of cherry picked different things that work for me at different times in my life, like different seasons and different days of the month. Um, and I think that I just wanna inspire people to do the same. It's like kind of a commitment to take responsibility to develop a really personalized approach to your well being and your happiness, but it's so worth it and there's so much out there That for me, the education around so many different things in life has been what has allowed me to kind of develop such authentic and personalized practices that really help me to feel good, like pretty much almost every day.
0: I totally get that. And um, I think it's actually, it's kind of one of those experiences, like if you've never done a podcast you have to do it to try it. And I mean, that's not to say that everyone should make their own podcast, um, but it's to say I I really also get such pleasure out of interviewing people. I, every single time I, I mean, I would say literally almost every single time I finish a podcast, I feel so fulfilled and and like I've really learned so mm-hmm. much. And for my particular podcast, you know, it's been, it, a passion has become their success. So if you follow your passion um, you'll most likely be successful. Whereas yours, it seems, as, as you've mentioned, you talk a lot about rituals. Are there any
1: reoccurring things? Um, so personally, there are things that I really like to do, and there's some things that I'll do like once a month, and I'll also talk about some of the things I do like really regularly, which just kind of help to keep me on track and inspired. I guess at the end of the day. Um, So obviously movement for me is a big one and I was super into yoga I've trained in yoga um, and I love it but I haven't really been consistent with it this year and I think that's partly because like I'm working out from home as well so it's kind of been difficult to make that separation and I kind of prioritize working out for my career as a model but
0: okay yoga is so so hard at home I'm totally in agreement with you I've, I've been working out much more too
1: Yeah. And I love it, but I feel like I haven't, I mean, I've definitely needed the mindful side of things, but I just haven't prioritized it. And I, I, I'm aware of it and I'm still not doing it, but it's just, that's the nature of life. You know, like you can't be prepared, prepared for every variable of life and what's going to happen. And this is such a unique situation that I find like speaking to friends on FaceTime or just literally doing nothing with my boyfriend at the end of the day is kind of my meditation or my yoga, because I just need, to be offline and I just need to kind of be and although I love yoga it's um it's not something I would say that someone has to have a really consistent practice of and I think that's why I love it because there's so many different styles and I think doing it or knowing that it's there as a tool that you can dip in and out of is crucial because I think so many people it's become this thing that people need to progress at and be good at and get better at and master and for me it's not that at all it's it's really just about like grounding and centering so finding a good yoga practice I would recommend and don't be too hard on yourself if you don't do it every day um meditation as well something I really also haven't been doing much of this year but I've been doing it in different ways I've been walking in nature with my dog every day and I've been reading a book which I never did in London (laughs) and I've just been kind of finding it other ways to have that kind of meditative time. But meditation is a big one, however you do it. Um, I like to use guided apps or I have a mantra that I use that I was given by a meditation teacher a few years ago. And that really helps Like even if I can't sleep in the middle of the night, I'll start repeating my mantra and it always helps to kind of calm my, my mind. So that's something I would definitely look into as well. Um, I would say journaling. And practicing gratitude because for me, that is like the easiest thing, and it just instantly en- enhances your mood. But on a subconscious level, it also changes the way you think and feel, and can change your kind of em- emotions and communication capacity on an energetic level, too. So, gratitude, journaling, like writing down a list of things you're grateful for, or just literally thinking about things you're grateful for, or people that you're grateful for, or if there's someone in your life that you have like a sudden feeling of like gratitude for then tell them and just kind of keep that cycle going it's such a powerful one and it's so 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 simple um and then I would say again I think going back to movement moving your body every day even if you're not working out walking for me has been like a savior for me this year and off the back of that nature, as well as become something that I'm just obsessed with, and I always was. I kind of grew up in the countryside outside of London, but this year, more than ever, I felt so much more drawn to it and connected to it, and so grateful for it. So, for me, the thing with nature, again, it's kind of similar to the gratitude. It's so easy, and it's almost something you can't really explain. It, it. Activate something on an energetic and emotional level, subconsciously, and it's so powerful beyond just kind of being nice to get out and have some fresh air and some sunlight and be with the trees. There's like scientific stuff that is actually happening when you're connecting with the ground and the trees are releasing hormones and like chemicals that actually can enhance your health and also your like microbiome and your gut so It works on like an emotional and physical level and it's fascinating, but it's also so easy to enhance your mood and feel more grounded without having to necessarily do anything or to know how or why it's working for you.
0: I love those tips and I think that that is very helpful for any and all of us and also just, you know, I think what really kept coming through also is to not be hard on yourself and that there's, there are Um, kind of not quick fixes, but there are easy ways to um, enhance your well-being. Um, So thank you so much for sharing all that with us. Um, And to finish, I would love if you could tell us a little bit about um, your routines, which I'm sure have changed um, since you lived in London. But now that you've been, you know, a year in the countryside of of uh in france what does a day in the life of danielle
1: i would say well it always starts i wake up around seven sometimes before sometimes after but i aim for like around seven um i take like a coffee in the morning or tea and check my emails and then i work out or i do yoga or i go for a walk with my dog or i kind of combine everything if i can um and then I get back to my laptop and I'm working like solidly until lunchtime. Then I make lunch together with my boyfriend or sometimes we, we make it separately. Uh, but we've, that's something that's really changed. We've, we've had like a, an actual lunchtime where we sit down in the kitchen and eat lunch together, which has been so nice. Um, so we do that and then we get back to work. My boyfriend obviously also working from home. Sometimes we take a short walk together with the dog again in the afternoon. Um, Sometimes we take a drive to the lake, but usually we do that on the weekends. And then we make dinner and it's kind of like very monotonous and mundane at the moment, but I always fit in talking to friends back in England as well. And I'm kind of always doing work and researching things in the evenings as well, because it's just something I enjoy. So right now I'm studying um, Feng Shui, which is really interesting. So I'm kind of just like filling my time, but every now and then I'll do something that kind of enriches my life a little bit as well and that, that I actually wanna learn. So we're also growing vegetables and stuff, which we we haven't obviously been doing it much during the winter because it's been snowing here, but we're preparing for spring to kind of develop a really good garden and vegetables so that we can become a little bit more self-sustaining and I think that's something that we're both really passionate about and keen to explore but we're both complete novices at that so that will probably start taking up a lot more of our time um, but I'm really excited and grateful to be able to do that whilst we're here in the countryside because we didn't even have a garden in London so
0: that sounds ideal and also yeah of course you know during this period I, I think no matter where you are things are kind of mundane and so it's just about all the little things do you have any beauty routines anything you do um
1: yes uh and again I'm not super strict with them I think as like being a model I used to just leave the house with no makeup on and I would like rub my makeup off and do moisturiser and it was super simple, but I think I still have a really simple routine, but every day I'll wash my face in the morning and moisturise and in the evenings, I will cleanse again, um, exfoliate once a week, probably. Uh, I'll do a a mask once or twice a month. Um, And I have like, crystal rollers and other tools for face massage, which is something I love just for kind of circulation and elasticity in the skin. Um, And yeah, oils and moisturizers are are super important for me because my skin gets quite dry in the winter. So those, when I go to bed, I usually wear like a face oil and a body oil and all of the products I use are, are natural because I think they just work so much better for my skin. And having learned so much about the food we eat, I also discovered so much about our skincare as well. And so it's really important for me to source the products really naturally as well. And I find that the simpler and more natural they are, the better they are for my skin too.
0: Thank you so much, Danielle, for sharing um, all of your routines, the rituals that you've learned about and taking the time to chat with me today it has been such a
1: pleasure it's been so nice thank you for having me do
0: it now because first of all, um, I'm a firm believer that creation, uh, creation comes from turmoil. If you think about anything in life, arts, dance, fitness, all these fitness methods, you know, Pilates and bar and gyrotonics, they all arrived from physical injuries. Art arrives from, from drama. You know, you need these moments in your life where you're feeling like empty and, and like you know, where you, you're you just feeling empty, you need these moments in order for you to in order to for you to create. So I say, take take this time, these moments of turmoil, anguish to continue to create to continue to be inspired. And uh, I don't know, you never know what's going to come out of it.
1: Thank you so, so much for having me and I hope to see you in real life.